It's Friday. It's Bijou Banter. It's our last Bijou Banter. At least for the semester. Hopefully not ever. My name is Sam McCrory. <laughs> Molly Bagnall is here for our last show. We ha- we thought Tristan Ives was going to be here, but... They were asked to do projection last minute, so... <laughs> Film scene. <sighs> always... Oh, always, always interrupting always our plans. Always interrupting the podcast. Um, anyway, this is our last episode of the year of Bijou Banter. Um, I will be graduating tomorrow, so... Congratulations, Sam. I'm, I'm no longer going to be at the University of Iowa, so I I can be on the show, but it'd be a little weird, I think, just kind of maybe like that, that high school. Are you going to be in Iowa City next nope, year? I will not. Well, I'm well, not then, sure. I'll be, um, in, I'll be in St. Louis for the summer, but uh, I don't okay. know where I'm going to be. I, I don't want to be that weird kind of like high school, college graduate who's already graduated, but is like, like still hangs out. Like shows up to all the football games? Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to be that guy. Um, anyway, and Molly's, like my mom had mentioned last week, she's moving on to be the Bijou Executive Director so she'll probably be on the show a little bit next year but yeah if there's a good movie that i want to talk about i'll (laughs) be on but we'll have all new hosts next semester um yeah so that'll look forward to that do we know who they are calvin and philip and potentially emily oh emily but it's kind of up in the air right now yeah yeah they have like six months to to think about it yeah speaking of movies we're gonna talk about our last two movies of the year the first of them is her both 2019 films the first movie is called her smell and the second movie is called high life but we're gonna dive into her smell which like i said is a 28 actually it's 20 yeah, 2019 released here in iowa city um drama film written produced and directed by alex ross perry the movie stars um elizabeth moss who you probably know from handmaid's tale and, and mad men fame also cara delavine dan stevens um Amber Heard is also in this movie, and um, a couple other names. I'm trying to think. Uh, Eric Stoltz is also in this movie. If you don't, if you don't know who that is, and um, who was the last person I was thinking of? Uh, Cara Delvin's, I think now girlfriend is in this movie too. I forget yes, her name. Ashley Benson. Ashley Benson. Yes. Of was, Pretty Little Liars fame. Yes, of Pretty Little Liars fame. Uh, um, the movie stars Elizabeth Moss as her stage name Becky Something, and and Becky Something is a lead singer of a kind of a. 2000s punk band called something she with um her two of her two of her bandmates are also with her and it kind of talks about it kind of goes through her trials and tribulations of being a kind of washed out punk rocker and she's very she's in like a drug addict and she's very emotionally kind of unstable and it kind of goes through and then this new band this cardell and ashley benson's new band kind of come in she's trying to a little shadow them and there's some stuff going on with a with a ex-mentee of theirs played by amber heard and it kind of the story is really in two parts it kind of has her her kind of last night of her big tour and then she kind of goes crazy and, and hurts one of her bandmates and then she kind of goes clean and then it kind of goes through her into her second half of yeah. her life where she's sober and then she goes on kind of like a reunion um show so molly your thoughts on her smell i think tentatively i like i, I like this film um but there's like some kind of like really glaringly obvious issues with it in my opinion Mm -hmm. um not like primarily the kind of it's not an especially like nuanced or like sympathetic or empathetic view of elizabeth moss's character as someone who's like struggling with addiction Mm -hmm. particularly because you don't 
know that she's it's, it's not made explicit in the film that she's yeah. struggling with addiction until no, the very end when yeah. like all of a sudden she's in rehab and then that's the that's the first time you even hear that she was struggling with drugs yeah. and like there's not a lot of scenes of her physically doing drugs so we kind of there's any of her doing drugs no there, i don't think there is any no. and so we kind of think of her as this kind of chaotic person exactly yeah that's like an issue that i had with the film where like you get the you get like the idea that she's on that she's abusing drugs but if it never says it and the the film was really just mainly relying on um i think it really relies on her her on her performance and it also it just relies on the audience like recognizing what drug abuse looks like in a person which is really reductive i think so kind of 50 50 for you yeah yeah, and we, we, we both saw Highlife yesterday together, and yes. I talked to you about how I am not a huge fan of this movie for mm-hmm. many reasons. Um, one of the reasons you actually just hit on is 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 how this movie really relies on Elizabeth Moss' character. And I thought the uh, the rest of the characters in this movie, besides like her two bandmates, were so just surface level, no point of being there. I don't know. I, right. I, I didn't... The, she has this huge problem with this this Amber Heard's character Zelda, who is another musician who they're close to, and there's this spite there from Elizabeth Moss' character, but it never really gets explained. And no, so I, never. I don't know why she's mad at her. That's never explained. Maybe just because she's more popular now. And I think they just—it's because she's a sellout. Yeah, I think. Yeah, and, and she makes and, bad music. Yeah, and, according to Elizabeth Moss. <laughs> yeah, not right. according to me. Um, and. The Acker Girls, who is who is Cara Delevingne's band, they're just kind of thrown in there as these kind of fangirls. But then, th- th- I don't know, you see them once when they're playing together as the, the Acker Girls kind of fangirling over Elizabeth mm-hmm. Moss' character. And then they play a song, and then they leave, and then they come back in the end. Yeah. Which I don't understand at all. No, it's, it's definitely creating just like the characters that are, that are more icons for things rather than like people where like, true. The, like, like the, a- the acre the acre girls are not it's not they're not important because of the characters and they're yeah. not important because cara delavine expresses the character in this certain way they're just representative of like a younger uh, hipper band, upstart yeah. band that is doing really really well and is pushing out the old but they like, don't even they, they barely I, I think they barely make that known yeah. I mean, they know. I mean, just because they're I mean, younger. Yeah. Well, and also because you can just there, there's also like a certain reliance on just like styling of them, where That's like true. a lot of a lot of information in this film is delivered through the styling of mm-hmm. people. The difference between the way that um, talking about styling, like hair color, yeah, costume, hair color, design. costume, makeup, all of that. Like the difference between the something she like the band the way they dress in the very first scene mm-hmm. versus what how they dress when becky's in rehab versus how they look at the reunion yeah. i think says almost more about their character development than the like actual the actual performances yeah. and writing which is really an interesting way to like view character yeah i, I development. don't know and then i, I kind of talked about this too i think so this movie clocks in at two hours, 15 minutes. And like I said, it is kind of told in two different parts. And I think each of those parts of the film, the, the first part where she's kind of going through this this struggle and this chaotic nightmare that, that she's putting a lot of people through, and then the second half, I think mm-hmm. are at least 20 minutes too long. I think this movie should be just slashed, not in half, but slashed at least by 30 minutes. I think each scene is just just lingers and lingers and lingers um 
don't know. I, I think I think Alex Ross Perry is just trying to suck something, suck mm-hmm. some magic moment out of Elizabeth Moss. And he does that sometimes, but I think sometimes it just takes too long. And maybe he's trying to do something, and this is something I noticed throughout the film, is maybe he's just trying to set up a really dynamic shot. Because in the fir- after the, the first performance at the beginning of the movie, there's this really long panning shot of them going in and out of the, the, the gallows of this, of this club. And I, I don't know. It, it's just... It just lingers and lingers and lingers. I'm like, give me something to, to mm-hmm. latch on to and to look at. And I was just, I don't know. I didn't even think Elizabeth Moss's performance was that good. Oh, I disagree. I think really? she was great. I just think she's just having a lot of fun. It looks like she's having a lot of fun doing it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. On that, I I think this, I like the length of the film, but I think it could be like utilized more like I think efficiently. That, yeah. It's and just like, the, again, they could put some more things towards exposition in the past yeah like instead of them having sitting out and playing out long mm-hmm. music scenes or whatever and long conversational scenes maybe you put that time into describing maybe a little bit further into the acker girl's career or maybe going back in time and and just dis- and showing why elizabeth moss character dislikes amber heard's character so much yeah and also i would say like this is a film that like relent like f- until that first like break when she is at her house when she's doing yes. rehab it is stressful like capital s stressful i was so anxious the whole time because there it is loud one of the best parts of this film is the sound design i think but it is a very loud film there's always something happening there's always like this like deep bass drum like that's just in the background because yeah, like most thumbing. of it yeah most of it takes place in like the backstage of like a music venue and so it's you know like the reverberation throughout the whole building of whatever really loud punk band is playing and that is like so constant and then on top of like that really like humming that kind of just gets into your brain is everyone is all the characters screaming at each (laughs) other and also a baby screaming and also like meditative like humming yeah from religious figures as well as like a shaman yeah yeah as well as like glass but it's so and it's just like that for like a the solid first 45 minutes are just just wall-to-wall sound image overwhelmingly um but i think that is kind of um interesting that it's like juxtaposed with these extremely long takes yeah that are like upwards of like 10 minutes yeah, long the, yeah the first one probably clocks in around like eight or something, yeah something like they're really long and like they're, they're really long and they're tracking and they're following characters so it's not just like a solid stationary but then when the my oh, when i was watching this was like the biggest disappointment is as soon as they like cut that it's not for anything that's worth cutting for mm. it's just like two characters are talking to one another and before when like you know it would just stay on one character the whole time all of a sudden it just starts to do the shot reverse shot for no reason and i'm just like if you're gonna cut an eight minute take it better be for something good otherwise right. i'm just gonna say keep keep doing this I, I like the really long tracking shot yeah and then that's when like the editing got so sloppy and like yeah, i was just like it, i wish this was just five takes i would agree with that that the editing in this is really sloppy because it almost seems like they're going long take like you said shot reverse shot and then like two minute long take and then like back to shower i don't know it's kind of all over the place and and one of the things you want to do in in editing is you want to create a nice rhythm Rhythm. for a film is you want to you want to create this like a a pulse and then you know like i said like a rhythm and this i don't know maybe that's one of the reasons why i I was very disassociated with this it's Mm -hmm. just because it is kind of i think all over the place in general um 
yeah, I don't know. There's, I, don't, I, I just don't think there's really anything to like here. And at least in my opinion, I, I think, that, I think the big thing I took away from this film is, wow, I think Elizabeth Moss is having a lot of fun shooting this. Mm-hmm. And she's just, I think they just let her r- roam and do whatever she wanted to and just go crazy. Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. I, I, I was not a huge fan of this movie at all. I liked it. I liked it a lot more than High Life. Really? Okay, we'll, we'll get into that into High Life. Um, one of the things I wanted to, I want to talk about with this movie too is a little bit more of relationships. Is Elizabeth Moss' character has an ex husband who they obviously share the child with. That was another thing in this movie I didn't like is that relationship is and a lot of the relationships with this movie. I think the only solid relationship that exists in this film is Elizabeth Moss' character and the bass player from the band yes i think that's the only solid relationship i think no kara and ashley benson they kiss twice (laughs) (laughs) excuse you (laughs) maybe that was was just so forgettable i kind of blanked that out um i don't know i think that's the i think the that is the only um right but i think that's also part of like what makes the film kind of powerful in a way is that like these are characters who like go through so much together and like mm-hmm. you do get a sense that like even though her bandmates kind of like really hate her mm-hmm. they also still love her like so 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 much and and there's it that i think that and like that's really especially like resonant with me personally but like having like these relationships where you love one another a lot but like you just can't stand each other like you hate her but you can't like but you can't say that or like yeah. it's like i think that's where like the emotional residency is most profound and i think it could have been expanded on a little bit better because i i do think the last like third quarter of the film when they're at the reunion concert mm-hmm. i think is really powerful because like it's becky's first concert after rehab mm-hmm. and she's dis- and she disappeared for like 10 15 minutes right before they went on stage and basically everyone is like very scared and they're very un- like they're unsure if she has like regressed and started and like used Using drugs again, yeah. because like it's a punk concert and everyone is doing all sorts of drugs yeah but and so like it's just a really great like temptation and like there's like st- throughout that you are so unsure if she did use or if she didn't and you really get a sense of like this could be like the end because there's like a really long monologue she has earlier in the film where she basically talks about like i think i'm gonna die on stage and then like it's setting up like this expectation of like something really horrible happening at least it did for me i was fully expecting something horrible to happen yeah and then when it didn't there's like this really like there is some lingering tension Yeah. yeah there is some lingering tension there all right, we're going to take a quick break here on Bijou Banter, and we'll be right back to discuss more of Her Smell. We'll be right back here on Bijou Banter. We're talking Her Smell here on Bijou Banter on KRUI FM 89.7, Iowa City's sound alternative. And we kind of we kind of left our conversation um, talking a little bit about the kind of the character relationships in this movie and kind of the dynamic they're set up there. Um, did you see this movie with a lot of people? I saw it with two other people in the in the in the in the screen uh, in the screening room with you. No, I was in scene one. Really? I went for Bijou Fridays, baby. Oh, okay, so yeah. there's two other people on Bijou Fridays and yourself. Uh, no, it was me, two other people that I came with, and then oh. three people behind me, or okay. four people behind, five people behind me. <laughs> it was pretty packed. Yeah, I, 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 this movie was packed when I went and saw it, 
And oh, that's good. Yeah, I probably, feel like it would be more fun to watch with like a lot of people. I don't know. I don't know. One of the things also thinks too is I think this screenplay and like and like I mentioned earlier is I think Alex Ross Perry is just trying to suck a lot of something out of that something nothing there. And there's a lot of I think a lot of comedy in this movie that just like mm-hmm. really is just really flat. Because there are some moments where people I was like four or five times where people started laughing. And I was like, that's not funny. I, I I thought it was pretty funny at some really? points. Yeah. I don't know. I thought it was pretty funny. As someone who laughs at pretty dumb stuff sometimes, I did not. I think it's like funny in a really sad way in a lot of in a lot of times. It's like you're laughing. Well, maybe that's why, but I don't think it, it, there, it should. I don't know. When, when I think of f- sad but funny, like a sad context but funny lines, mm-hmm. I think of the movie Brigsby Bear. Did you ever see that? No. So Brigsby Bear is a movie about a child who was kidnapped at yeah. a young age. And it's it's funny movie, but there's like this lingering... And me and Spencer Williams had a conversation about this. And there's just this lingering motif where the, this... this Like it's like an adolescent at this, at this time. It has this trauma of being kidnapped and being lied to for like 12 years of their lives. And they're like making jokes about it. And they're like, we got to mm-hmm. continue doing this show for this kid. And I'm like... Why would you do that? And I'm like, this is not. And they're trying making jokes around it. And that's what I think is similar with this movie. Is there? Is she's like just doing just emotionally kind of abusing a lot of people around her. And it's like she's trying to be funny about it, and like people are being funny. And I think there's, I don't know, I, I don't find that funny in the, in the jokes that are being made around that, because there is a lot of neglect that she's putting on to other people and mm-hmm. just self harm that she, that she's doing to herself and to the other people around her. But that I don't think is that funny, and maybe that's why those jokes fell flat. Yeah. I don't know how you can respond to that. But. No, I mean, I, I, I like, agree. I, I, I just think it, it worked for me more because, like, I don't know, like, it, because the jokes were kind of made at, you, like... It seemed like they're almost improvised by... Yeah, definitely. Moss. Which is why I think, I like, they seem very much like jokes that would have been cracked, like, in the moment if, like, that yeah. was happening in real life. They're not, like... Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem like someone was writing this on a paper, on, on like a page, and then was like, now I write a joke. It seems like something that like, if someone in real life was saying this and they were like a funny person who was also very like emotionally unstable, they would say like this joke. Or like the jokes that people crack at her expense are funny, I think, as well. Yeah. Not like, I'm not, it's not uh, like a laugh out loud no, funny no, 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 movie, no, no, yeah, but like not. it is. It's very much just, there, there are some like kind of quick snaps that people that she says that yeah. people laughed at in the film, but I didn't find it funny. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think this it, is just, I don't know. It, it's a tough movie to dissect because I think they just do a lot wrong here. And I feel like this movie is so Elizabeth Moss central yeah. that it detracts from the whole story in general. Yeah. Also, the worst part of the movie is the title. I hate it. Her smell, yeah. I don't get sense. it. I have no idea why is they. Is her call smell it. the name of the club? No. Well, that, uh, well it, it, <laughs> it takes place at like five different clubs, too. Yeah, I don't know. So even if it did, was the, I, I, it's gross. It's so gross. Yeah, and I don't I, understand I, what it's, it stands for. Yeah, I don't know. It's just. And this movie has been. I mean, this. It's been mostly critically like reviled. Yeah. yeah. People did not really like this movie. I mean, seventy-three percent. Average rating, 85, 85 on Rotten Tomatoes, which isn't solid. It was just solid, but 
I think the audience scores are a little lower. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I say like a lot of film critics I follow are like big no to this movie. They why? They just think it, like everything that you said, yeah. basically. <laughs> like this, and also like I it's just be a film critic. It's just stupid. Yeah, I don't know. It's I, I haven't I've heard I've done I've seen no movies by this director. Um, I think mostly what he does are like really low budget indie films. I mean, I looked he's, at I looked at his filmography and he mostly does movies with Elizabeth Moss. So. Um, I was gonna. Which is interesting. I, I'm looking up. Yeah. Alex Ross Perry, because I feel like there's he's made. Oh, Young no. guy, 34. I just yeah. he's done a lot of movies that I've never heard of. Yeah, I've never heard of these movies either. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> so maybe that speaks to this movie oh, too. He, but he's a writer. He wrote Christopher Robin, the movie. Oh boy! Did anyone see that? I sure not. Certainly did not. <laughs> Um. Yeah. Also, he's an actor, as well. Aren't they all? Yeah, he was an. I, I saw that he was an actor in one of his movies. But all right, I think I think we're kind of saturating. I don't know. I can't, <laughs> as soon as I you can't, go into the filmography of the director, I think you might be done. Yeah, I can't think of really anything else to say about this movie. I feel like I say more about movies, obviously, that I like than I dislike, just because. Or I'm the opposite. I have way more to say about movies that I don't like than films I like, except for like a few. And you said you didn't like High Life, so. Yeah, I did not like High Life. <laughs> um, yeah, so Molly, just final thoughts on her smell. It's not playing a film scene anymore. No. Last night was this last night. Um, is this like a definitely go see? Is this a movie go see when it comes out on DVD or like on streaming? Or is this maybe just a hit or miss for people? I, mean, I, think, it's, I think it is hit or miss because um, like – Two of the other people that were in the theater with me absolutely hated the movie. Yeah. But I really liked it. And then, like, the two people I came with were, like, iffy on it. I think it's really just, like, I, I it's not one of those that you can say, like, you will definitely love this because mm-hmm. of that. Um, And so I would say, like, save it for streaming or something. Or if it is playing new, you go, go check it out. But also, if you stream it, I think you're going to lose a lot of what I think is best about the film, which is the sound. Mm-hmm. Because, like, there's something about, like, theater speakers that you're not going to recreate from your laptop. Just like Anne Redford says. Anne Redford? Oh, yeah, Anne Redford. <laughs> God. Movies, the magic movie gets lost <laughs> when you watch it on a small, small screen. screen. Um, that, I mean, a good point about the audience. Where I, When I was seeing this movie, I could not tell how the audience was kind of vibing on it. Because, mm-hmm. like I said, it was a pretty big house. And there were some laughs, but... I don't know. There were any. I was thinking the way back too, and it. I don't know. It seemed like a kind of un, like a fifty-fifty audience, but yeah. like like and dislike. But I don't know. I seem. I. I think around. It's, yeah. I. I don't know. I think this maybe goes to the time length through around like hour thirty, hour forty-five. People were like, checking their watches a little bit. Yeah. I think there was some tension in, in yeah. the theater. It's definitely not a film that you're gonna like walk out of and like be ambivalent about it. Yeah. Even if you're like, I don't know if I like that or not, you're, it's not gonna be one of those where you're like, no, I guess that was a movie. You're, it's it's <laughs> definitely like a visceral experience because I've walked out of films I like that. where I'm just like, yep, yeah, that was a movie. Like when I saw the trip, when we talked about the trip, oh, yeah, trip to um, Spain. Yeah, that's... That was a film that I walked out and I had no strong reaction just completely over it was head. just blank <laughs> i don't know i think i'm gonna throw this way back and if you're a listener of this show and you've been listening for years and years and years i think this movie is second worst that I, we've seen on this show no to for at least for me to endless poetry no endless poetry if and you, then if, you, if you've if and you've, then the trip to spain <laughs> and then 
zombie land yeah. <laughs> actually no zombie land's the worst what am i talking about <laughs> zombie land endless poetry trip to spain endless poetry was just God, a oh. massacre yeah i think that been my i think that might have been my worst viewing day of my life because what happened that day is i had to i had to do i delete a forum panel that day i think that's back when the show was on wednesday forum panel i watched endless poetry which is just two hours and 30 minutes of just nonsense director just schlacking you over the head with just colors and yeah. nonsense and then we were also talking about alien that week yeah that was when we <laughs> had to do the the dvd exchange in front of falbo's pizza yeah and so i went home and watched alien and i fell asleep through a little bit so I, I i had to text molly and nate at like 1 30 a.m and do a little sketch deal we like <laughs> handed alien to, i had to hand alien to them under the table and I was up to like 3 a.m. that night just watching movies and just like I could I was exhausted. Oh, and then the next morning I had to wake up and watch a movie for class. I had to watch um, Days of Heaven. Days of Heaven. Yeah, I had to watch Terrence Malick's Days of Heaven. The things we do for you listeners on Bijou Banter. That was for a class and that wasn't for banter. But I mean, you wouldn't have been up to three if it wasn't for banter. That's true. Yeah. Anyway, her smell, at least for me, I say I think if, if you miss this film, you're not missing much. Um, I think it's one of those movies that if, like, like Molly said, there's nothing, if you walk out of it, you're not, unless you're, I don't know, unless you are like a punk rocker and this experience <laughs> has happened to you, you're, I don't think you're going to get a huge reaction from it. Um, I think there's just not a lot here. I think the character relationships are really stale and they, there's just no emotion between a lot of these characters, except for Elizabeth Moss character and, and her basis in the band. And even that's pretty half-baked. I don't know. I think this is, a, this is a movie that you don't need to see. And if it's... You wouldn't miss it if you didn't saw it. That's at least my opinion. I, I disagree. Yeah. I mean, it's not going to be... It's not a huge loss if you don't see it, but it's nice. It's fun. And we're going to move into our second film of the day, which is High Life. Another 2019 film. Um, kind of a science fiction film. Second movie we've done by this director this year. The director is Claire Denis, who co-wrote this film with a another person, Jean-Paul Fargo. Um, the movie stars Robert Pattinson, Julia Binoche. I believe is how you pronounce her last name. It is. Sweet. Nailed it. Um, Andre 3000, or as, as he's credited in the film, is Andre Benjamin. Uh, Mia Goth, who we also saw in Suspiria. Suspiria. Um, a couple other kind of smaller actors but those are the four main actors in this film um and the movie really kind of centers around robert pattinson's character um the film focuses on these these kind of six criminals who the movie's kind of i think i think at least set in the future it has to be yeah yeah um in this futuristic um tale where these group of crim criminals are put up on a spaceship and they're sci they're scientifically experimented on and they're in they're they're on the spaceship and going towards a black hole to try to find an energy source for the for the U.S. to to use, and they're being, at least the women and the men are being experimented on to, kind of reproduce up in space. And there's a, the Robert Pattinson kind of goes in between Robert Pattinson who has a child that they they realize that there is a child that has been has been born on the on the spaceship after previous attempts of of no childs, and it kind of goes between Robert Pattinson taking care of this child who then becomes like a adolescent and then how they got to this time. Um, and it becomes well known that Robert Pattinson and his daughter are the only ones left on the ship. And we kind of get, um, we get the tale of how each character died or had kind their demise. Of. 
Yeah, a little bit. Not that was really. actually that was one of the big criticisms I had this film. Yeah. Is we didn't get the exact or even some of the explanations of why characters died were yeah, there little, was just like the um, Andre Benjamin's character Cherry. Yeah. Let's get into that. Okay. Let's get, I want to okay. hear. I want to <laughs> hear, your, hear your reactions first. Um, your, what's your guttural? What's your gut reaction to this film? Highlight? Yeah, I really hate this movie. Uh, you I, like Claire Denis though. I really love Claire Denis, which is why it's disappointing. I, fi- I find this film really disappointing because I think it's so. I think it, it is all of like my criticisms of it can just kind of be chalked up to like one general criticism, which is I think it's very shallow and surface level. And only paying like lip service to a lot of I love that word. greater lip like, service. In in like it's playing lip service to like actual, like really deep intellectual concepts, but not actually yeah. like saying anything about I have, it. I have a, that's a good point because I the credit the like credits, the uh the trailer for this movie really kinda hypes up about how it's as deep yeah, Thought what piece, it means to be human. human. And I walked out of it. I was like, I don't know if I if I know how to be human after seeing that. You know, I was there isn't really like a huge. It's more no. of just like a thriller than it is kind of a, a not like a yeah. thought piece or a really deep no. thematic film it's, about about existentialism like, yeah. and, and space life. And no, I was so disappointed with it. And also because I like one because I I love Claire Denis and I think she's like a brilliant filmmaker. Mm-hmm. But also because I think that the idea or like concept behind this film is really interesting of let's talk like a film about the it is bodily, a pretty crazy concept yeah well like the bodily autonomy of criminals who are sent into space and that war over their bodily autonomy is being waged via female reproduction yes. that is like i think like a brilliant concept or like a really interesting way to like mm-hmm. get into like deeper things but it's just kind of like squandered in my opinion where like the like Julia Pinoche's character is the like the doctor yes. on the ship, who's also a criminal. We, we learned. yeah, who's also a criminal. Um, and sh- th- throughout the film, there's just like these kind of vague, half baked references to her being a witch, but they would not, they don't mean anything. It's just like she does like this like masturbation dance. Yeah, they have on this, the weird. They have this sex machine, sex room in their in their spaceship. Yeah. Yeah, that's one thing. Keep keep going, keep going. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, we're like her, she has like black hair that goes down to like her knees or something. And yeah. then like she's doing this sex dance. And then also like two, two characters call her a witch. She calls herself a witch. And it's just like the kind of thing that's just thrown in there to be like edgy or to like fit some sort of mold for like evil, sexy woman, but doesn't mean anything like it. Nothing in this film meant anything because it was just so shallow and like the easiest possible way to express something or to express an idea or to show something was the way that it was done, mm-hmm. like consistently throughout the whole film. It, w- it was really annoyed me because that's like what Claire Denis is really great at is mm-hmm. like showing something in a way that makes it feel alien to you, you know, showing like a house that's like a completely normal house, but in such a way that like you have no idea how to react towards it. You're like, oh, this is like a weird space all of a sudden. But it was just kind of just going back to like when Robert Pattinson's daughter, like the first time we see her when she's like older than a toddler, yeah. she, you know, is the first time she gets her period. Mm-hmm. And it's it, that idea is just expressed through the most hackneyed way of like she gets up, you know, from the bed and then there's like blood on the sheets. And you're like, okay, that's yeah. such yeah. an easy way to talk about that or say that. I'm, I'm, I get annoyed about this film. <laughs> um 
for me at least, I was, I was maybe kind of how you felt about her smell, mm-hmm. where I was like, I liked it, but there's things I really didn't like about it. Not like really didn't like, but there's things I didn't like about it. Um, I'll say this first. I've only seen two movies by Claire Denis. I saw this and I saw White Material. So I don't really have a lot of context to go on. Um, but just two things that I think Claire, or just from those two movies, I think Claire Denis is a master at just the mundane and the chaotic. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I noticed a lot in White Material, where she has scenes that will be very calm and almost like nothing going on. And then maybe if it's a switch in time or just a, a switch in whatever's happening, things get nuts. Yeah. Nut, like insane real fast. And then it goes back to being very calm. Mm-hmm. And that's something I noticed a lot. And that's the reason I like, I liked white material a lot. And one of the reasons we talked about and Hannah Bonner brought this up is there's kind of this lingering chaos mm-hmm. going on in white material. And that's one of the things that it's going on, is going on, going on in this movie too especially when you're hurtling towards a black hole. Um, There's just this lingering dread and there's this lingering chaos going around the film. Um, And the characters probably, they have this dread of lingering chaos. And I think also around us because we know that each character has died right at the beginning of the film. And so we're thinking, how is this going to go down? I actually, yeah. No, sorry sorry to interrupt. I actually really, I I was thinking about white material when I watched this film because I think it's constructed narratively and like, temporally in a similar way where mm-hmm. you are immediately shown like what is happening later in the narrative yes in like the story yes but in white material there's a the voiceover is like maybe the thing that annoyed me the in most this in this movie yeah because it takes all of the tension and like yeah the, it's very the thrill of it yeah it's so over expository that it's like where white material the way that it's temporally structured actually works to heighten the tension and even though you know what's happening you know what's going to happen at the end at the beginning yes you there's a way that like the way that it's like temporally constructed like it does really interesting things with time and certain pieces of information like oh i had to give those guys like a hundred dollars to cross the route and then like 10 minutes later you see her give the guy a hundred dollars to like things like that happened in white material that did not happen in um high life where it literally will just go like back and forth and they don't there's not really like a whole lot of relationship to like from one from like you know the yeah the future in the past where like it just goes back and forth yeah really the only future the the times where they connect the two future and the past is really the beginning when when he's disposing of of the bodies yeah that's really the only thing yeah Um, and like sometimes you see like oh there's like the blood splatter from when they killed this guy but then like it's that's it i i think it's just really poorly done yeah i will say one thing also about this one that i really liked is at the beginning i wasn't a huge fan of how they are representing space but i also i grew to like it a little more what do you mean just just the like the the, the future the, the futuristic vessel they're on and i mean we don't know any not, not a whole bunch at least me i would assume me and molly don't know a lot about black holes um but i i, I like the way that they, they created this world Mm-hmm. about this 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 rectangular ship and we learned that there's two there's another rectangular ship out there that's like just full of dogs it's just full of dogs for some reason or maybe there was people on there and the dogs Looks, ate them or yeah. but i don't know um i like the world that they create in this movie i think that it, there's a little bit in between of there's kind of like a 2001 to it where everything's very simplified. yeah i guess everything's like yeah. very pastel colored and it's very just very simple 
Um, and that kind of speaks to the kind of futuristic. Yeah. And we see a lot in some futuristic like space yeah. movies. I'm glad you brought up 2001 because there was like a certain point. There in are the points film in this movie where, where like I was watching it, especially the ending. Yeah. When I was just like, God, I wish I was watching 2001 instead. It's like a little, I think there. She's trying, I think, to do a little bit space space odyssey. Yeah, yeah space odyssey, and like um. And I think she's like purposefully trying to like draw those connections, but I think like the whole time I was just like, "Wow, two thousand one is such a much better movie than this is." I mean, as someone who hasn't seen that movie, it's but so, it, but it's so iconic, you know what those images look yeah. like. Um, um, but you should definitely watch it first <laughs> of all. But the 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 thing that like with two thousand one and this and like the differences is that two thousand one actually goes into like those like intellectual concepts that this film only kind of like refers to you know it like actually rethinks what it means to be human and what it means to live in space rather than just like like the most annoying part of this film for me was when robert pattinson comes back from the dog ship and her and his daughter is like i wanted a dog why couldn't we have a dog like that the very like typical scene that everyone recognizes of like the teenage daughter begging for like a puppy and to me that was just so irritating because this is a person who's never seen a dog i know there, there was never seen a dog she's never seen an animal she's never lived on earth she's only been in this one spaceship well they her did entire they did life okay that, that was one thing that bothered me about this movie too is the the, the girl's just knowledge of words and of life yeah. in general but i will say this they did remember they did have those those photos photos but There's that like doesn't mean anything moving pictures but I mean, that doesn't but that doesn't to me like having like a picture of a dog that's true does not does not then culturally yeah. cultivate cultivate that cultural relevance that yeah. dogs have i did think that scene though was actually probably one of my favorite scenes in the movie is is like you just leave him on there that's so cruel and he like looks at her dead in the eye and he goes you have no idea what cruelty is and i thought that was like really I, that I think that was a nice moment, but I think it doesn't really it, it do kinda, anything it, with the in the film. It, I don't know. It, it, I think it does a little bit with the theme of kind of heightening madness that they're going on to that ship where it is one of those things where I don't know what the right the right word is. Um, it's not the where you kind of I don't know. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure what I'm trying to get at here. Um, but the, the reason why they kill, there's this very heightening madness of you know them being on the ship yeah yeah and then that becomes oh, violent it's, um, i know I it's just... almost like stockholm syndrome me yeah but it's well, not no, it's stockholm like syndrome. The... it's like what happens in like group when like groups of people go like create like paranoia like group yeah. paranoia yeah um yeah but like again i just think that is it is a nice moment when he's like you don't know what cruelty is but it's like literally she doesn't know because she's literally only ever met one person in her whole life and yeah. it's you yeah like there's just i i was annoyed that like there was all this opportunity to actually like get in what it means to be human with this like child that was born in space lived in space her whole life whatever but it then just like doesn't do anything with it and mm-hmm. it's just like yeah she's just like a 14 year old who lives in like iowa and whatever i'm like <laughs> yeah. no she's not like i don't know i think that was like really irritating i also was really disgusted with the treatment of male rape in the film because there's like the, the or just general i don't know i had a problem with just how horny everybody was right yeah it was <laughs> like, like it every, just, everyone's on space and they're just like just all riled up and i'm like take a take a chill pill yeah well like it's but trigger warning um but there are two rape scenes in yeah. the film there's one where a male 
breaks into like a fe- like a female, female cabin. B- like yeah. cabin or bunk and tries to rape Mia Goth's character. Yeah. And it is like horrific. It's, it's really violent. violent. It's so violent. Yeah. Not necessarily the rape, although it is, but he is like ripped off screaming. There's bodies everywhere, whatever. And then he ends up being stabbed in the face. Yeah. It's, it's and a really, dying. really violent, it's violent scene. It's horrifically violent. But then like fast forward 20 minutes into the film mm-hmm. and Juliette Binoche's character is raping Robert Pattinson because she like basically drugged everyone on the ship because she knew that she was going to rape him. And then that scene is treated very like sexually. Like yeah. it's a very like sexy scene full of tension. And I was disgusted with it. Like, honestly, it was so horrifying that that scene was in there and that like, it's so. Which one? The second one? The, yeah, the second okay. one. The first one, I, I don't have any problem with the, with that, with the first it's one, really even though violent. it's really violent. Yeah. Like in my opinion, it should be violent. It's rape. It's violent, and yeah. it should be horrific to watch because it is horrific. But the second, the second scene where Julia Binoche is raping Robert Pattinson was so, like, how 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 can you make a film with a scene in which a rape is supposed to be sexy like yeah. anymore? It it really was horrifying that that was in there, and yeah. it's also just played off like there's nothing ever said about it, and like that's how you that to me that's how you know that it's like not that. It's sup- not really supposed to be viewed the same way as that as the original rape. Yes, is that it's like played off. It's never really mentioned again. That's true. Um, let's get into what we were talking about a little bit more with the character deaths in this movie. Yes, and that was one of the reasons I didn't like this movie because this movie does a lot of explaining sometimes about why they're on the ship and what they're there for. But when it kind of matters most about why, what we want to know, how these people died, and when you have such a like a recognizable face like Andre three thousand, you're yeah. like, I want to know how he died, and he just like buried himself in the ground. Yeah, that was so like it literally every other care, almost every other character gets an explanation. gets an explanation except for him, and then f- except for the one the woman, the one yeah, woman, which I didn't like either. Yeah, like she just disappears. Like what? No one knows. Yeah, Robert Pattinson hits her on the face with a shovel, and that's how she died. But no, but you see her alive afterwards. I don't know. You see her alive after that. When? It's like immediately after she like walks out of the room. No, no, no. After, after, um. After she attacks Julia Pinoche? Yes. No, she survives that. Oh. Yeah. Again. Again, like you don't, like you, there's <laughs> so total about, ambiguity. Yeah, we're talking about it right here. And just, yeah. But like, yeah, Andre, um, 3000, like he's like sitting there. He takes off his boots. He lays down. And then it fades, and then like it fades into dirt, and then it fades into a grave, and you're like, so did he just bury himself alive? Did did he just decide? Yep, that's it. And then just it was weird. It was so strange, and especially when like every other character is given this really big send off. Except for really big send off. Like it's interesting because the the two other main characters, Julia Binoche's character and Mia Goth's character, both get like these epic send offs where Mm -hmm. they're. Julia Binoche's character, you know, just walks into space just out yeah, of just nowhere. Yeah, just suicide. And then the other one just drives right into a black hole and she gets, I don't even know. Like her head explodes. Yeah. Just like, okay, I guess. <laughs> just like, just, just like Suspiria. Um, yeah, and then everyone else just gets, or at least... Um, the one really blonde, oh, extremely like thin woman yes. who like I could never figure out 
She was the pilot they brought on the film, the brought on the, the ship to to fly. It doesn't seem like it's doing much flying. It's just, it looks like it's just hopelessly hurt. No, no, away. not the not the uh, not the main spaceship, but the one that Mia Goth steals from her. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Okay. We see. Yeah, you see her death. We don't see it happen, but you see like her dead body. Yeah. Again, there, there. It's it's a very interesting. You know, if there's only six people to to kill off, give them each a pretty immaculate death. Um. Anyway. We got to go into another break here real fast, and we'll be right back to discuss and finish up High Life here on Bijou Banter. We'll be right back. And we're back here on Bijou Banter, and we're talking High Life, the Claire Denis film from 2019. I will say this. The only thing I could think about after I watched this movie is I wanted Rob, Robert Pattinson to do a Jake Gyllenhaal from Wildlife and go, boy, 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 is this a high life. Yeah. I really wanted that to happen, um, but it didn't. Because this movie is not funny. It's very dramatic. Um, anyway. Would you, is there anything else that kind of ticked you off? I, I kind of hit my highlights and lowlights of this movie. I, I just, I didn't, I liked how the suspense is built. I like how the, the world is built, but I don't like how each character is, is kind of treated. And mm-hmm. I also don't like how, I don't know. There, remember that scene where the, the 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 reporter and the scientists are like on the train? Oh yeah, I didn't. That's completely pointless. I didn't, I didn't like most of the beginning callbacks to Earth. Yeah. Whenever there's like a scene in on Earth, I was. There's not that many. There's not that many, and so then it's just like why, except to just again give like exposition as to why these people are here, and also that's like in my mind that's kind of like antithetical to like Claire Denis' style. Mm-hmm. As I've always found is like I've, I've what I've always found really intriguing about her films is that she gives very little exposition and like I mean white material you have no idea like what just happened like the yeah. end it just it builds so rapidly and you're like I, I mean to counter that she kind of doesn't give a lot of exposition in this film she gives like a semi I mean there's the whole all of the voiceover is just explaining what's happening it's just like Robert Pattinson being like after these people died, we went to this and I took care of her and blah, blah. Maybe I just don't remember a lot of the expos- uh, the the narration. I mean, for me, there was never a point in like the film was, yeah. when I did not know what was happening. That's true. And like that, and like I knew what was happening to like such an extent that I like was bored of it. I thought this, because I, because of everything I've talked about before, where like, I think the way that suspense is built is like deeply flawed and is not working against the film because I think it has questionable relations to like sexual violence and because I think all of the intellectual ideas it's trying to um, engage with is actually just really referential and not engaging. Um, I thought this film was deeply boring. I could not make myself care about anything that was going on on screen. Yeah, I, I will agree that there are some pretty fairly boring parts in this movie. Yeah. Also, I think, I think, I think the... Be, I think like the first thirty minutes are relatively boring, when he's just fixing things and he's, he's just taking care of his baby. That's just screaming. Oh yeah, I didn't like. I do not like screaming babies. <laughs> I will tell you that I hate them. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think I think it does kind of pick up. It, I think it obviously picks up once you, we get everybody introduced. Yeah, that, that oh, was something that, I also didn't like how Mia Goat's character was. Ca- they kept calling her big ju- big booty for no reason. Do you, do you remember that? Yeah. Like I don't every know time why. they they never they never call her by her name. She's like, yeah, her big booty mother. Be quiet, big booty. I'm like, why? It's so weird. And again, and like that. I guess that's another thing I really 
disliked about the film was that I thought that the writing was really awkward and not how people speak to each other. Fair. People don't call each other big booty in a really serious situation. That's true. Yeah. And maybe that's, maybe again, that we're, where we're not given an exposition of why they do that. But it's not effective exposition. No, it's I'm not saying- an effective, like, pulling the wool over your eyes. That's true. Yeah. All right, Molly. Final thoughts on High Life. Let's hear them. Um, don't watch it. Watch 2001 and White Material instead. Um, 2001 is a better sci-fi film. It's a better rumination on humanity and space and all of the things that this film was supposedly about and white material because it's a way more effective building of suspense and like it's also just like a way better film from Claire Denis and also Beau Travai. And for me, I think this film again is, is one of those movies where I think if you see it, it's one of those movies where you see it one. It's kind of like you see it once kind of movie. Yeah. And you walk out of it and you're like, okay, I saw it. <laughs> I'm not going to see it again, probably. But I don't think you'd miss a lot if you didn't see it. Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like there's, there's movies I like that are like that where I've seen them once and I really like it a lot, but we'll never see it again because it's so unsettling. Um, but I think there are some some solid redeeming qualities in in this film. Um, not really performance qualities, just more the sci-fi genre, kind of the intrigue, not the intrigue, but the, the, the effects around that. And if you like seeing a kind of a crazy new sci-fi, not new sci-fi world, but a different setting and a different kind of plot. Like, like Molly said, this is a really interesting idea. And if you're kind of looking for something like that, maybe go check it out. But I think if you if you miss it in theaters, I, I, you're not missing like a ton, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And that's where I stand on that. Like I said, I did like this movie. I, I did like it obviously better than her smell. Um, but it was it's not a movie that I, I'd seek out. Oh, like the trailer says, seek out a third, second, third, and fourth, fourth time theory. immediately. Um, you don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> even if you see it. Even if you see it once, like we did. Anyway, that is getting into our conversation on high life. That is playing right now at Film Scene. That is that's con- that is continuing its run. Um, also continuing its run is Amazing Grace, which is a movie we didn't talk about just because we, me and Molly thought that we wouldn't have a very in-depth conversation on Amazing Grace just because it's a, it's a concert doc. And yeah, what are you going to say about it? What can we say it? more about Aretha <laughs> Franklin that honestly hasn't already been said? Yeah. I mean, her nickname is this Queen of Soul, for God's sakes. I mean... What, what what can we yeah. say though that hasn't already been said? Um, and they also play a true false. So, um, but like I said, High Life and Amazing Grace are at least going to continue its run through next week. Ask, Ask Doctor Ruth opens, I believe, open today. Mm-hmm. Um, that looks fun. I think <laughs> a little nine year old woman teaching you about sex. I think it looks fun. Um, Probably a better movie about sex than High Life. <laughs> that movie was just way too horny, man. Yeah, just, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, everyone keep it in their pants. Come on. Um, also coming this week, uh, part of is the Scenesters films, which yes, I've, I I was actually for some reasons I think I was volunteering during some of the Scenesters meetings. Um, but if you don't know, Scenesters is like mini Bijou. 
<laughs> it's high schoolers and they do instead of doing like 16 films a semester they just do three um and they're doing terry gilliam's brazil um eternal sunshine of the spotless mind and harold and maude and those are happening on tuesday sorry sunday monday and tuesday so that's everything coming up for film scene there's nothing obviously coming up for bijou since this is our last bijou um banter of the year yeah. and maybe look for out look out for us next semester yeah we haven't started programming yet you'll probably see a programming schedule in august yeah. when, when this semester starts again um molly any, any final thoughts from you this is this is kind of your it's, yeah kind of your last show my last show is host um it's been fun and i uh, i came on the show as just an add-on because um we were short one person yeah me and me and nate were looking for a friend yes and so I came on, and I wasn't expecting to like it as much as I did. And I remember being so scared and nervous for those first two shows. And I would have three pages of notes all written <laughs> out. Because I'm like, you have to know what I'm going to say. Uh, and then, like, you know, me and Sam now, we come onto the show with I, no, nothing. I have notes. You you don't always have notes, though. though I do don't. You? Sometimes, I, I mean, I had notes on High Life and Her Smell. Oh, okay. Sam, Sam's the A plus I come, student. I come with like a half a page of notes, if okay. not more. But it's not like it's. I don't have like a huge book with yeah. me. But I, I come with notes, just so I'm not like spitballing it. Yeah, I'm spitballing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Molly. Well, for at least for me, again, this is my last show of the year, and I don't know. For at least for me, this this is one of the things on Bijou that I love the most. I've been on forum. I've been on Bijou since I was since since I was a sophomore. Um, and I just started doing banter as a junior once once Leah um, Changman and Spencer left. And me and Nate kind of got thrown into the wild. And then once Molly joined, it kind of really became a nice group. And I want to thank both of them for, for being here with me and been making this a, a fun show to do. And then honestly, for most weeks, being the highlight of my week. And Pichu Banter has really... I don't know if you ever have a chance to do something like this, and, and this is why I'm surprised we have had anyone jump on the boat because mm-hmm. this is a great opportunity just to see movies, mm-hmm. regardless if you like them or not. Yeah, like I didn't like her smell. Yeah, <laughs> but there are movies that I've seen at film scene and on Netflix and Hulu that we've that we've done that I had no idea about, and this show has given me the privilege to do that, mm-hmm. and it's really expanded my horizon on film, and just given people a platform to talk about. And I think this is a great show. And it's, like I said, it's been one of my favorite parts of Bijou. Um, I'm sorry, forum people, if you're listening. But um, <laughs> I do want to thank everyone for listening. I think this has been a great year. We've had a lot of great conversations. I want to thank Leo Vonderheide for for giving me and Nate and Molly this opportunity to do this show every week. I want to thank everyone at Care UI for, for giving us the the ability to do yeah. this show every week and for forgiving us when we when we do bad things when we do bad things on air or when nate does bad things on <laughs> air. um but again i i, I want to thank everyone who listens to this show i i know it's a very like less than 50 people but you know who you are if you listen to this show um we support we love and support you so much and, and thank you for supporting us I don't know. That's that's really all I have to say. I kind of want to give a little speech before before I get my grand send off. It's been a fun year. It's been a fun two years doing this show. Definitely. Sweet. Thank you, Sam. Woohoo! Thank you, KOUI. Yes, thank, thank you. Thank you, Bijou. Keep watching movies. Keep watching movies. Keep talking about movies and, and 
keep supporting the local nonprofit yeah. cinema. cinema. <laughs> um, anyway, if you missed any other episodes of Bijou Banter, please, please, please go check them out. There's a lot of great episodes out there. And if you don't like talking about movies, we have a lot of great episodes if we're just doing music. Um, definitely go check those out. Bijou.uio.edu. Go to banter or go to blog for those episodes. They're there. Listen to them and continue to keep listening to this show. It is one of the great things that Bijou allows us to do and Carry UI allows us to do. And it gives students a great platform to talk about movies. Um, anyway, that's that's all we have for today's show. We will see you in August with a new host of people. Maybe Molly will be here. Maybe she won't, but she'll be taking on new responsibilities. So um, Philip, Emily, and Calvin, if they're there, please listen to them. I know they have a lot of great things to say about movies. They're all big cinephiles. So for Molly Bagnall... My name is Sam McCrory. Thank you for everyone for listening. Have a great Friday. Have a great rest of your week. Enjoy graduation. Enjoy the summer. This has been BG Banter.